Here's what Matt said to me as we left the house today. How are you going to handle if the girls really hurt your feelings today? I'm like, I'm going to be fine. He's like. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. Together, we're cultivating real conversation, real community, real lives. Join Tammy Brown and Melody Workman of Sandals Church as they discuss real issues and empower women to cultivate truth, live out their faith, and connect with a community of kindness. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. This is another bonus episode. (laughs) We like to do those bonuses every now and then. Um, We have some special guests with us today. Are you excited? I am really excited and super grateful because today Matt and I's adult ish daughters are here they're really ish, adulting ish. now one of them still ish the other is full-grown adult with a big girl job and out of college job. but madison ish. and kennedy are here with us today and i'm super grateful because they don't really love this kind of thing to be so out there um so it's okay guys, nobody can see us nobody can see and no one's listening but actually that's not true, it's not true. <laughs> um no we're pumped that you guys are here this is awesome this is cool uh, what? You guys can talk. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys are you, they're just professionals. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, wink at me. I don't know. You want me to say something? Okay, watch. No, this when Melody is, winks at This you. is a real conversation. We don't ever rehearse or practice. We just sit here and talk. And some, for some reason, people listen. People listen. <laughs> it's a blessing. Because they have taste. Well, and, and what was kind of fun is how um, I think I got the most questions ever once we announced that you guys were coming on. So people yeah. are really excited so to hear crazy from you guys. To yeah. Oh my gosh, we're so interesting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of Mother's Day, we wanted to do this bonus episode. Um, and some of you say, well, I'm not a mom. That's okay. Um, I think Madison and Kennedy provide a great perspective for They're women in their moms. 20s. <laughs> right? They're not moms. <laughs> um, they are daughters. So if you're a daughter, you might want to listen to this as well. We are all daughters. We're that's all daughters, true. Yeah. Amen, Kennedy. Thanks for that <laughs> theological <laughs> insight. That's why you're here. That's what I do. <laughs> um so I let's just jump right in. Okay. Um, what's really cool, you you guys have a unique perspective because as Sandals has grown up, um, so have you. You've actually grown up together, which is kind of a weird, crazy idea and thought. Um, Matt and I say Sandals is like our fourth kid because <laughs> yeah. we've all ra- we've raised all of them together. Yes. That's why when you badmouth Sandals, is you badmouth their kid, and that's why I you know. have to die. <laughs> So true. In love, in Christian love, of course. Um, okay, so this vision of being real, we talk about it all the time. Um, it originated in your in your family. Um, how has that vision in, been instrumental in shaping who you are? So it's not just a church slogan. It's not just something we put on the back of our cars. It's something that we really try mm-hmm. to live out. How's that shaped your own upbringing? I think, I think that just like, always growing up being encouraged to always be authentic and just love Christ like I never really realized how rare that was until like this last year that I turned 20 and I was like in college finishing up I was like oh not everyone's like this like not everyone is just like right you know like and it's so I think it's just such a blessing to like always be encouraged to like know the truth and speak the truth and just be who God's created you to be Mm. so I think I don't know I've like, I could never imagine being any different. I would never want it to be any different. So, hmm. yeah. My mom doesn't like it when I say this, but I'd say we don't know. <laughs> she invited we you. Don't, Go ahead. <laughs> we don't know any different because it was yeah. forced upon us mm-hmm. growing up. There was no like sweeping things under the rug. Everything was always on the table at all times. And so we. Yes, I know um, this. <laughs> we, I think, are very unapologetically ourselves all the time if you were to meet us and um mm. and I don't I don't see very many people our age that are like that not that there aren't shout out to you if you are but a lot of people um, don't feel safe to do it or yeah and I they think, haven't been raising the vulnerability to do it and you guys don't like you said it's yeah you don't know yeah so I think when people meet us they think we're I mean I've been told intimidating but like confident I mean obviously we have insecurities and stuff but I think people are just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that abnormal so in the church, there, but, but it, it is. is. Yeah. It is. It is. And that's, so. that's a shame. But 
great for you guys. <laughs> You're <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and one of the one of the things both of you guys have shared with me at different times is that um, you'll go into a conversation being very real, and that can scare people off. But to you, you don't maybe realize it because they're people aren't used to that, that much real conversation or, or being so vulnerable or um, transparent. Um, because for most people that really scares them. But again, you guys, you haven't, yeah, I mean, it's sort of shaped you. And so both of them have said to me at different times of just like, I'm realizing not everybody's this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> and I And not everybody likes it mm-hmm. because it can be like, you know, we're used to being able to like put it all out there. Let's deal with real things. Let's talk about real things. Um, people can't handle it. And a lot, some, some people can't, some, yeah. some are, but um, as they've been at college and stepped outside of, of just sandals, that's when like, oh, this is mm-hmm. a thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. What, it, what, what would you, it's, it's like, you know it. It's like, it's a part of your DNA mm-hmm. essentially to be real. But what would you say, how would you challenge girls who that's not in their DNA, that's not the value that's being instilled in them? Um, what would you say to them about the value of being real? I think it's very freeing. Um, you can't just nod. You have you have to answer. Can yes. <laughs> like nodding. No, like, <laughs> yeah, I think I, there's a lot of freedom that comes with it of – I don't know. I think I feel like there's just something special about being authentic. You know, I think everybody, our culture right now is everybody wants to be different and individual, but in the same way. Mm-hmm. Of if you're if you're not huh. if you're not different in the same way that Hollywood is or whatever, then you're you're not the kind of different that's wanted. And I think there's something special about being who you are, and that's unique in itself. Mm-hmm. And so. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think of it's freeing. I keep saying that, but that's the word that's that's coming to my mind. And I think too, something that like I have experienced personally is like about, you know, being real and authentic. It's, you know, it's not loving you like despite what you do wrong, but in spite, wait, did I mix that up? In spite of what you do wrong, you're still loved anyways. Yes. Or is Mm -hmm. it, did I say that right? Yep, you did. Okay. So it's like, it's not like I love you but accept the things you do wrong. But it's like, I can be honest about this is my struggle. Like this is, this is my junk. This is my sin. But like, I, I know you're junk. <laughs> I hate it. Get me off of this right now. No, this is, I was going to say crap, but I was like, I you don't can know. say crap. I, I say can crap. say crap. Okay. Yes. Here's, that's still crap. Have you ever listened to the debrief? It's this podcast or dad ass. <laughs> oh, I Honestly, I've never heard of it. Who's that brown? Ew, gross. No, but like, Yes, like in spite of the things, like our sin, just loving unconditionally anyways is just how I've experienced it so much. And like you said, it is just so freeing and like getting to be who God's created you to be, like whether that's like everyone else or not like everyone else, like just fully yourself. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I think. That's that's huge. I mean, my daughter's 12. And so what you're talking about, this we have to look like this. I mean, yesterday she sends me it. Is it GIF or JIF? We I took a poll. I line. think it's preference. Honestly, Let's leave that off so the <laughs> I say Get GIF. Off. If I'm being honest, yeah. depending on who I'm talking to, when because I think of GIF, what they I think say. Of peanut butter. I know. So I think GIF is. I'm gonna go I say, with GIF. I say and GIF. I think what GIF? is not acceptable is like Giffy or Jiffy. <laughs> People say that. That's just, Ew. that's not okay. I so. say gift because no. when you get those, it feels like you're getting a gift. A gift. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I just take off I the like tea. That. It's a gift. <laughs> she, okay. She sends me a gift and I don't know where she found it. I need to Who? investigate Addie? this. This is Addison. And it's basically a girl walking with like butt shorts. And she sends me this gift to say, these are what the girls are wearing to school. And she's so, she's so completely turned off by it and just like, it's gross. But um, we started talking about it, and she was like, but everyone's wearing them. Like, it's everyone's doing it. Mm-mm, girl, no. Yes. <laughs> and I said, not everyone. I said, you're not. <laughs> so we can, we can settle this conversation right here. And she goes, I don't want to. But to your point, that's what the pressure I think so many girls are feeling. Everyone's wearing this. Everyone's doing this. And down deep inside, I really don't want to. I just don't know how to be real. About, I, I don't want to be left out yeah. or feel missed or unseen. Yeah. But the key is what you said is it's freedom. Like to choose to be authentic is freedom. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why this vision is 
Matt's, you know, you guys have like said it from the beginning, but it's found right in the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. authenticity is freedom. And that's, that's incredible. Um, I know another huge value um, has been community. Um, so you guys are in community now. You have been, your family has <laughs> been. <laughs> um, what's, what's that look like for you? I know that community for you is especially unique because it obviously needs to be a safe place just because of who you are and who your family is. Um, but how has that made a difference for you guys being a community? I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we're not totally weird <laughs> now and like, <laughs> and like train wrecks. Like, I don't know. How to not be weird. That's going to be next. Oh, we did that. We already did that. Go back and listen how to not be weird in community. Oh my gosh. But, you know, because we've kind of said this growing up in sandals has been a blessing in so many ways but there's times when it's really hard and there's a lot of pressure and you know my parents and especially my dad too was a pastor's kid as well like he knows like the pressure of being kind of in the spotlight and just under a microscope so my parents they both you know you guys I think did an incredible job of just never making us feel like we had to be something else Mm. or be perfect like you guys and again the idea of being real just carried over into our home life just as much as it is on Sundays, you know? Yeah. Um, so part of that was always having good people and good friends who loved us, you know, no matter what, that loved Jesus and loved the church. So it's mm-hmm. like when times at home were hard or, you know, we're like 13 years old and like little angsty teenagers and it's like the worst. <laughs> um, it's my season right now. Thank you for that <laughs> word. through it. Um, just having, you know, family friends who felt like parents you know, just as much parents as my parents just love me and pour into me and be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to get through it. Like, I know your mom's crazy, but like, you know, I know you're <laughs> Which crazy. Which one of my friends said that? I mean, not that it matters, but <laughs> write it on a paper and pass it over. <laughs> <laughs> like um, what do you think, Mad? Um, I think, and I know Kennedy has experienced it too. And um, I know we're talking about daughters, but Ethan as well, uh, of having really bad experiences with community um, early on. And so, like being taught that from you guys our entire lives. Like you don't know till you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think it wasn't until I experienced bad community of just like my picker was broken in friendships too. And so mm-hmm. just realizing that um, who you hang out with does matter. And so from being hurt now as um, I guess as an adult, just I'm so much more picky. Not that I don't have a, a lot of friends or what I like to call acquaintances, but like my community that is, um, has a say and that I share with and all those things, it's small, but like the relationships are the best that they've been. So, but I don't think I've experienced that till like this last two years, Hmm. really in my life. I call the last two years the year of friendships. Mm. It's in my timeline. I made like a story (laughs) thing. For Rogo. Yeah, for Rogo and, uh, Plug That's for what Rogo. it was titled, Madison but Rogo yeah, right you guys should do Rogo. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, community is so important because family is great and family is forever, but not everybody has that experience mm-hmm. um, and or that's not their story. And so, you know, you don't get to choose your family in one sense, but in another sense you do. And um, my community, I would say, is family. That's and so good. that's one of the things that was important to Matt and I early on was just realizing that you know, the things that we're saying to the kids, they're going to think, well, of course you're going to say that you're my mom, but surrounding them with people strategically that it's like, oh, but I see Christina Crowley Mm. living that same way or Lori Albee or Melody Workman, you know, like so many people in their life where when to me, they're, they have a hard time. We wanted them to always have people that, okay, you might not feel safe talking to me, Mm. about this, go talk to Melody about it because I trust anything you would speak into their life Mm. and vice versa. And it's really an interesting season that we're in now because now all of these young kids from this community that Matt and I had, um, they're all growing up and they're all young adults now. And so it's just a really interesting season to see them. It's like the next generation of what community at Sandals looks like. So it's a really cool, Matt and I were talking about that recently too, like how many young, like young kids from Sandals work here now because yeah. they're adults. And so it's like this next generation of, you know, just all those seeds that were planted. These kids are living this 
this vision now, which is really cool. It's awesome because loving community and loving the church go hand in hand. You know, people who walk away from the church, they're usually not invested in like really deep community, but those two things, and that's how God designed it. So it makes sense. And so when I think about the next generation and the way that the church is going to continue, I think it's going to continue with people who deeply value community. Like it's a part of who they are and it's a part of what they want in their lives. Um, and I think that that's, I think that that's really awesome. You know, we recently, I'm going to tell a little story about this, but recently um, the girls are both uh, home from CBU now from, for the summer, Madison for indefinitely. Forever <laughs> by CBU. But, you know, we got together for a group and um, Kennedy was there and, you know, it was just kind of in a, a rough day that day. And she shared with my adult community group where she was at and they loved her where she was at. And tell about that experience for you, Ken, because it's not like it was you were surrounded by your own friends necessarily, your age, I mean, mm-hmm. but it's just like that's how safe that community felt for you in that moment. Yeah, it was on Good Friday, actually. Um, we were over at our friend, our family friend's house. Um you know, going through the service and the videos. And um, after everything, they were just like, how are you doing? And I just like, I I normally, um, I'm pretty closed off. I don't like to share too much with people that I like don't know. I'm like, everything's fine. Um, and I just kind of, I just like, I, I just felt so safe and loved and supported by these people who have poured into me. And mm. like, they've seen me at my best and they've seen me at my worst. And it was just so freeing. And then I want to like share the whole story, but I'm like, should I like, can I say who it is? No. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it was, I don't know. Um, it was, it was, well, basically it was like our family friends who I, they've known me since I was like a little girl and like, I've never seen them cry. Like it was, it was crazy. And then I started crying and then they started crying and we were just in this moment and it was just, I don't know. Everybody was crying. Everyone was crying. <laughs> we were all just like kumbaya, like But what sitting was around, so like, special about <laughs> it is that, you know, Matt and I have been walking with her through some big things. And instead of us having to like re-lecture her, re-speak into her, you know, we got to sit there quiet and these other people got to minister and hold mm-hmm. her heart and and speak truth over her about her value. And it was just, it was, and Matt and I don't have to be, we don't carry that alone for our kids. There's yeah. other people helping carry that. Yeah. And other people that they let, like for Kennedy to do that in particular, um, because she doesn't like to share a lot is a really, a really big deal. Yeah. That's awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes without saying that your parents have done a lot right. <laughs> They've clearly gotten it wrong <laughs> every now and then, you know. Um, but when you think back, you know, think back your, you know, the 20 years plus-ish. Um, plus. That, yes. For me. That's right. Uh, I'm um, almost there. Eddie's <laughs> 21 in a few short weeks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but it's just a. What are are some things that you think that your parents did right that other parents raising kids, like in the thick of it right now, could could learn from? Mm. I think I would say they're from, I don't know, it's just this like teenage thing where you just feel with every single like ounce of your being that your parents either don't care or don't understand you. And they do. There's a song about that. They do. And it's like, it's so crazy because I look back and I'm just like, wow, I was so dumb. <laughs> she and, was. And, or, or bring even that like, up today. <laughs> um, My mom's just like sipping tea in the corner. Like, what? I just think that um, my parents were our fighters. Um, and and Matt not and in I a sense, don't have a lot of nine on the Instagram. We're like not in a sense, aggressive. <laughs> not in Same a sense like to fight with us, like we were fighting. But I think our parents were. I mean, you could use the word aggressive, but I think they just were. Passionate. It's fine. They were so like they were big fighters for us on behalf of us ourselves and our family. Of it was never like no matter what I got in trouble for, what I did, or what happened in the family, or if. My mom had a bad day or dad had a bad day or something happened in our family. There was never a question of my parents don't love me. Um, Like this is the end. Like I just have ruined this relationship. Mm -hmm. Like no matter how hard um, things (laughs) were, that that was never a doubt or a question. Um, 
uh, um, during that time. And then after the fact, looking back of me being like, they just didn't get it. They just don't get me. Uh, that's my teenage voice. And um, just being like, wow, I was so ignorant and naive. And, and it's actually funny, like listening, because my parents would tell me stuff all the time growing up that I was just like, you don't know me. You don't get it. Like, I'm only this way when I'm at home. And it's because of you. <laughs> And, so and it's so, but it's so funny watching my little brother right now <laughs> He's who 16. is 16 Yikes. and being like, hearing him <laughs> say things that it's like, I am having deja vu or like a flashback of like, oh my gosh, I remember saying that. <laughs> and me being like, you're such an idiot. I was such an <laughs> Poor idiot. Ethan right now. He literally has three moms. He's yeah. like, girls are the best because they, they do all of it. Oh my gosh. And I just think I was such an idiot. But anyways, I think my parents did a good job. They didn't make me feel that way, to be clear. Um, I Sometimes just think they just, did. They just did a really good Sorry. job of always making sure that... We, and I'd say we, because I'm pretty sure you would agree. Yeah, Ethan would agree. But agree. like that we felt loved <laughs> She's and no. um, very, very pursued. There was never a like a time where it was like not that way i like what you said about the fighting for you because you guys especially by me i'm much more angsty and aggressive than matt on most things but it really was that spirit of fighting for you like i love you so much even to help save you from yourself sometimes Mm -hmm. which Um, we needed yes so much we don't want it and you don't think you need it but You know, that's what I think that I tried to, you know, I also parented a lot out of fear, which wasn't good. So I appreciate the nice things you're saying. Like, since we've gone over the Enneagram, I've gone back to both the girls like, you probably do this because I did this. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, you know, started with apologizing and that was great. (laughs) But, um, you know, to think of not like just that moment, but of like the person you want to release out into the world. Mm. You know, I don't want you to just be my little robot that obeys me. I want you to know why you can't treat people like this or why you need to do this or that. Because one day Matt and I won't be there. And here's like humans. We want to like contribute to humanity. Right. You know, so just I think parents can think like that. I don't know. What would you say, Ken? What what do we do, Toads, right? (laughs) (laughs) Toads. Um... I'm going to be honest, I was a pretty weird kid. No, you weren't. <laughs> She's like, no, you weren't. I just think um, you guys just always let me be myself and let me be who God created me to be. And you encouraged you encouraged it when I feel like no one else did. Like you and dad have supported me more than more than anyone has. And you've, you've just always, even when I've been doubted myself and who God's created me, me to be, just like above anything else thing else you've always just assured me and loved me and supported me and I just know most parents aren't like that like I'm an artist you should be like oh no girl don't do that <laughs> get a real but, job get, anyways she's no jobs all the time <laughs> no but it's just like you you guys have always pushed that you're like nope it's what you love to do it's who God's created you mm. to be and I'm just I know that that's so rare mm. and that I don't know that's just been huge for me and changed my life and shaped me so much so I, I don't know I think and I've always kind of done things differently like I said just kind mm-hmm. of being a different kid like I I was in high school and I was like I don't know if I want to do this and then I was just like homeschooled and I was like I think I want to graduate and go to college they're like what it's like been a week like I don't know <laughs> and you know just through trusting the Lord and you guys just pouring into my life um like, I don't know, I feel like I'm in a better place than I've ever thought I would get to be. And I think I always thought mm-hmm. that I had to change who I was to grow up, I guess. But it's just like growing into who God's created me to be, not just like being someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's oh, one of the dang. trickiest things about parents is like, here we have Madison, who's like super strong-willed. Like, she just kind of did certain things. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, school came very, very easily to Madison. She crossed every T, dots every I. I never had to help her with homework, that kind of thing. Then comes along Kennedy, who's like, but I, but I want the dot on the eye to be a flower in pink gel pen. I'm raising you know? one of these. I was cute. And, <laughs> you know, it, Matt and I are just like, okay, we can't parent Kennedy the same way. And that is a mistake I see parents make is trying to make each kid replicate the other. Right. And, you know, and I think we uh, tried to maybe do that initially and just couldn't. And then, you know, saw, and Matt was really the, 
the driver for this of advocating that we don't let anybody try to squash this part of who Kennedy was. Mm-hmm. Um, she is just creative. I'm bragging on that, you know, oh, no. <laughs> a little bit. And so to say, like, put brush that part of you aside yeah. so that you can go to, so that you fit in the box, mm-hmm. you know, um, has kind of a thing. And I think that's, that's advice I would give to moms out there is to just really recognize the giftings that your kids have that are so, my kids are so, so different, all three of them. And it's like constantly changing hats, like how I have to be with Madison's a different way than I have to be with Kennedy. And it's a little more work, mm-hmm. but it, the, it's so much more fruitful and worth it. Mm, that's good. Well, this is a great segue into the next question. I really want you guys to, um, share some wisdom here because um, there's, there's a <laughs> lot of we're good at. Yeah. There's a lot of moms listening who are raising girls um, and maybe their relationship isn't as open and transparent as, as yours was. Um, maybe they're just trying to figure out how to connect in hard conversations and things that they're facing. But what are some challenges that girls are faced with today that you think moms need to be most aware of? The first thing that I think of is just social media and how how much of an impact it has on girls' self-esteem and just what they're seeing and comparing themselves to because the world's going to tell you you need to be this certain thing no matter like who you are. And I think we all play this game and pretend that we don't care, but everybody cares. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just really important to, you know, I'm not saying like don't let your teenage daughter have Instagram, but I'm saying, you know, be involved. Don't just be like, okay, go do your thing, you know, and speak truth into her life and always point her back to Christ. And again, um, the world's going to tell you all of these lies about who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to dress like. And none of that matters. I think it's always just important to be like, no, be who you are and who God's called you to be. And I think that goes back to community. Have other women who are going to tell you the truth, even when you don't believe it. I think girls are very fragile especially as teenagers. And it's important to, as much as they're going to be like, no, I'm fine. Like, I don't care what people think. Just remind them of truth and just be aware. Be, mm. you know, got to stay a little current moms. We got to, got to get on the ground. <laughs> you have to become a detective to understand oh, social no. media these days. Oh but gosh. that's one of the things that we've talked about, which isn't fun. And you guys didn't always love it. Like restrictions on it, you know, or you can't be on it at this time. Like Matt and I, at different times, we're like, you need to not be on your phone after this time. And it's not like because we're wanting to like be controlling. It's because we wanted their brains to be able to have a break from the pressure to always be. And it's just crazy. They agree with me now that yeah. they're older of just like having boundaries, the importance of having boundaries with what you're seeing all the time yep. and how much you're seeing of it. And it, it to all three of us, it's crazy when we know of parents that like let their kids sleep with their phones. It's like... They are not I, sleeping. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Let's be how, real. How would you answer that question, Mad? Like, what do you think moms need to know is a pressure for their young girls? Yeah, I agree with Kennedy. I think I just, I think what gets me. So fun fact, I would like to be a mom one day. Um, <laughs> if you weren't sure, I, I'd like Amazing, that. Sweetie. <laughs> so I just, it seriously blows my mind, like how... I mean, parents in general, but moms just, like, feel like they have no say or authority over their children. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, my parents love me. I'm not scared of them in any ways that are negative. But, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, the, pa- the most scared <laughs> of my parents in the, in the sense of, like, they have authority over me. Even though I'm an adult now, like, you guys, even though it's different, it's mm-hmm. it's you still do. And in the sense that I, I rely on you guys for so much— um, in just different areas of life of uh, guidance and wisdom. And and st- even though I'm an adult now of, oh my gosh, like I was, my mom and I got in a fight actually a couple weeks ago and I offended her in this and I didn't mean to because I didn't, what I was trying to communicate was something that, that was not being communicated. But in the sense <laughs> that I was like, mom, you don't understand. Like the voice in my head that tells me what's right and wrong is your voice. And she took that as offensive. Like, why like, is the voice in your oh, head me nagging you? That is wild. And I, I did not know that. And I was saying <laughs> that it wasn't that it was a nag. It was like, that's, that's the conscience of like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. Like, I'm going to disappoint them. Not that I constantly am thinking like, I'm going to disappoint them. But, um, when those kinds of things come up. So I think for girls specifically, um, 
It's so hard. There's so much. Oh my gosh, we're so much. Um, <laughs> girls are just hard. I guess I think the biggest thing I would say is um, I I wasn't don't feel like I was very open when I was younger either, and it's still a struggle for me now. Of just um, I mean, mm. and part of that's just pastor's kid syndrome. I think of feeling yeah. like your parents they're dealing with so much, so not wanting to add onto the plate, um, which isn't from you guys at all. It's just I think a th- a thing. Um, but like I said, fighting for them of just even though you might feel like you're being annoying and nagging, like wear your kids down, wear them down, like because you need to be involved. And the only way you're going to do that is if you this is so funny get that hear. trust. <laughs> um, and, and I think remembering, too, that trust is earned. So realizing that grace is really important, but also in a sense of it's not that you just don't care and your kids can get away with stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's that a, this was wrong and I'm going to have mercy upon you mm. and like for, <laughs> uh, and forgive you. And, but at the same time, like it can't be all the time, but realizing that you like, you're their parent, you have that authority and, well, and it's also using it. Yeah. yeah. Responsibility yeah. of, um, if you want, like, I just hear adults older than me complain all the time about this generation, this, and this generation, that. And I'm like, who do you think raised them? <laughs> like, it's you. Right. It's you. Any great mate or, coming in or, strong. <laughs> like, or not raise them. Not and so just, yeah, here's taking I, ownership of that. And here's what I want to tag on to this that you've both spoken to in different ways now about um, moms who are try to be their kid's friend. Oh, don't no be. offense. We don't want to be your friend. <laughs> yes, I mean, now more so. But when you're a kid, like when you're a teenager, all of my friends growing up, whose moms were the friends or the fun parent, like. Dude, I was totes a fun Their parent. kids were horrible. <laughs> their kids were horrible. And nobody wanted to be friends with them and repel them. Or they wanted to be friends with them for all of the wrong reasons. And I look at some of my high school friends now and middle school friends now and even elementary school. And I'm just like where are you like your life it might look really good from instagram but i know you and i know your heart or i know the parents or i know the the younger siblings who currently go to school with my little brother like and they're just a train wreck and it's because they their parents just were like do whatever you want stay out however late kids need a mom they yeah yeah like even though they might think it's fun stupid you just are yeah (laughs) and and it might might feel fun in the moment (laughs) but i think deep down every i think Parent, not that you don't care, but parents who really care discipline their kids and set boundaries up. Yeah. Because like that parents are supposed to be protectors, not the ones who are leading you yeah. to the flames. Yeah. What would you say? AKA hell. And I think Or do you agree with that? I, I definitely agree. I know you have strong opinions on this. <laughs> and I think well, my mom used to always be like, I wanna be your best friend. And I, and I was always like, I don't want you to be my your best dad, friend. I don't want put you to that be voodoo on me. Don't 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 even <laughs> Well, I've always been like, no, I don't want you to be my best friend. I want you to be my mom because it's just, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a more. Right? Well, you only have <laughs> one mom. You only. So it's why would special, you want to be anything else? Yeah, it's it's a more precious and special role that's going to outlast any just like. Mm, that's good. You know, yeah. it is it buddy. is a friendship, but it's not a friendship in the sense of, um, it's not a peer relationship. It's a friendship that's really based, I think, in mentoring and admiration and respect and um and you're connected in a way that you're ne- you'll never be connected with your other friends yeah you know i think one of my superpowers is exactly this i can be total like in friend mode with them like ha, 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 i have this certain voice and on the drop of a dime like my mom voice can, can they know oh we've switched roles right now <laughs> the hats i am yeah, that we flipped ne- that switch real quick <laughs> They're like, okay, bring it down. <laughs> Too far? Okay. <laughs> it's the weirdest. Thing. <laughs> I know. Um, no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I want to ask. This is um this is a real question for you guys, and I think a lot of people are very curious about this, moms and daughters alike. Um, your parents had a rule that in high school you, you couldn't date. Um, we have the same rule, um, even though we don't have high schoolers yet. Well, I do. I do have one high schooler. Um, did you accept that easily? looking back and what would be your dating <laughs> advice for high school and college age girls. But I really want to know your thoughts about that rule now, like looking back. Do you want me to go? <laughs> well, I think again, our experiences were so different and I was like all over the place, um, in middle school and high school. And, um, you know, for me, I think like, 
high school girls and middle school, like I was crazy. Like we were all crazy. Oh my gosh, and like boys, crazy. boys are crazy. Like I, you no, know, boys are just boys are dumb, dumb and girls are <laughs> and crazy. guys are crazy. Like <laughs> this is what I'm teaching my kids. Okay, and kids. and you don't even like know how you're so clueless. You're it's so insane. Clueless to your insanity. Oh. It's it's wild. But, Do you guys remember why? <laughs> like why we said. Oh, I thought you were going to ask another like, question. I was we, like, we're not done. Why are we <laughs> said that, though? <laughs> like, why are we going there? Okay, um, What? Like, why? Like, <laughs> do you remember the language we used or, like, why we said, hey, this is why? Because clearly yeah. you can't control how can you I, feel. Can I clarify? Yeah. So yeah. we weren't, you know, like, you can't talk to guys or girls. Like, we, we could, like, like people, but there was really, there were strong boundaries. And I'm so thankful for that now more than ever because it's it saved me again from myself like I I was saved so much grief and heartache and like craziness that I have seen so many friends and people I love just and like still like outside of high school into college like people deal with things that happened in high school and you know I never had that experience in my heart I think has been so protected and I'm so grateful for it and I think you know I was just like a little like my whole schooling situation was like a little different so I wasn't like being like, hey boys, like I was pretty chill. <laughs> like I was like, I'm doing my own thing. Like Do you guys whatever. Go out with me. <laughs> me. No, no, I yeah. was like, ew. Like I'm gonna go paint some stuff. Bye. Like I don't have time for you. Like, but like looking back now, I'm so thankful for my parents saving me for myself. And every parent, I mean, every kid is gonna thank their parent. I think for that. And I know that everyone's different. And I do think when I got to college, I was kind of like, whoa, like a little bit overwhelmed because I was like, what is this? Because I was like, well, yeah, because you're weird. pretty and you got hit up. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I was like, oh, you like my personality? Like, oh, no, like, guys are dumb. Like, let me tell you right now. Um, but I don't know. I just feel really thankful. And I think, again, don't assume like your kids are being crazy, but don't assume that they're not. Because when parents are like, my kid's innocent, I'm like, no, they're not. Like, I served in front side. I'm like, I know what you're Can doing. You served as front side leader for it's, like four years. <laughs> let me tell mm-hmm. you. Let me tell you why. I plant I plant some of those people in there. You're like, you go. I'm like, you're my kid's D group leader. You're also telling me all the stuff. <laughs> Not really. So I think I, I kind of was on the opposite end of that. Of I was not allowed to date boys, but did I secretly did you sneak it, Maddie? What? No, we didn't know that. This is called confessions. I, I, Confession. was, um, I was the one who before the Lord. had all the secret boyfriends and okay, that made it sound like a lot. I didn't have a lot. I had a couple. Um, I learned from from you though. I saw like the fear from my mother, and I was like, I don't want that. So I, I think I just yeah. learned. Kennedy and I's rooms are right next to each other, and so my mom's voice carries <laughs> um, naturally, and so all the more when she's yelling, and so she got to see a lot of it. I think I that yell? now, now looking back, and even I remember um, getting out of high school and actually like getting into a relationship after that, and I remember thinking like it was really hard because of I already had so much hurt from press from past things um, that it actually made it really hard for me to be vulnerable. I mean, the easy stuff is easy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. hanging out, the being funny and being friends and <laughs> being funny. That stuff is, I mean, it comes, so it's easy for some of us, <laughs> but um, that, that stuff's easy. But I, I remember it was like six or seven months down the road. It went when kind of more, the relationship got a little bit more serious. It was really hard for me to be open. And it was really hard for me to, um, be trusting in a lot of things. And so much of that was because of the heartbreak and the hurt that I had had um, from some of my high school relationships um, and even just like friendships. And so looking back, like I, I always, I wish so badly now that I had just not, just not got involved. Like any teenagers or even especially my brother that I meet that's like into girls or they're into guys. I'm just like, just wait, please just trust me. Like drama, girls are drama. Even when even the girls who aren't drama are, are drama, like they yep. just can't help themselves. It well, happens. They don't know it's any either, better It's yet. either from them or yeah. being put upon them, and oh, they just good. they can't. Like no matter how hard you try, like high school is high school, and drama happens. Um, and so I just always say, wait. I remember feeling so pressured from my friends who were allowed to date in high school to just do it, or um, other parent, even other parents. Um, and their kids like, and from church. Cause I went to high school with a lot of church people and remember being like, wait, what? You can't date. That's such a dumb <laughs> Your rule. Parents can't tell you what to do. Um, that's like such a dumb rule. Like that's not encouraging me to just, well, some people said just do it, but just being, it was, <laughs> it felt like every, like not only was everybody else doing it, but even the, 
the friends of the parents who also go to church and also love Jesus were doing it and thought it was dumb. So why not? So Mm. that was really hard of just like navigating that where it's just like, I just wish so badly I would have trusted. And two, the the wording that was used even, and I'm so grateful for it now of, um, my parents never were just like, you can't just date. Like you just can't do it. It was so much of like, I remember, I just have vivid memories of my dad saying to me, it's not because I am trying to not let you have fun. It's because um, I'm trying to protect your heart mm-hmm. of you're so young and have so much more life to live. And the the more I, I want to say whole your mm-hmm. heart is, like the better off you are. And I could have saved myself from so much heartache if I had just yeah. waited. Yeah. And so. That's good. It's really good. Yeah. Why? Just. That's their perspective. What what was yours and Matt's perspective on that role? And just kind of how did you see that play out? Um, I think, I, I mean, Matt was a little bit more, a lot more leading the charge on that, even though I really agreed with it. I've just, there's so much that we both carried from that in high school because you, you don't know how to hold your own heart well or someone else's at that age. And so... No, you do not. <laughs> You know, what we wanted was them carrying the leaving us after high school with the the least amount of baggage possible, Mm. either physically or emotionally. Yeah. Um, Because you do, you get into, you know, situations that, what are you going to do in high school? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and the regret, the amount of regret, the amount of shame, like the, the, the least amount of shame, the better. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and that's what you, you feel. And it's just high school is enough to manage of trying to figure out who you are. Everything in you is changing. Um, your mind, your hormones, everything's going crazy. You're trying to study mm-hmm. and, and get good grades. And it's just like, there's already enough plates spinning. Let's, let's like spin those well, and then add the next plate when you're more emotionally and physically ready to do that. Yeah. I think. And Again, we, you know, we were never like, you're not allowed to have feelings for anybody. Right. No, we you were know, allowed to have you Valentine's. Can't, you can't do that. It's not a thing. <laughs> you know, so we're like, you can like somebody. You can say we like each other. We you are can, in like, you know, um, thing. kind of a deal. But what you don't need to be is like, we're this serious thing. Right. Because realistically... Are you? Everyone's not, right, sweetie. Like, and so, okay, I'll meet you um, yeah. at my house when your mom can come pick me up in your car, and we'll go to the <laughs> plaza, and she'll be at Jersey Mike's while we're at the movie that she probably paid for because neither of us work, and then we'll, we'll go home and so, buy. Yeah. So right. that was just no, kind of our thought me. was like, <laughs> to say like, hey, use that liking time, if you will, to figure out what you do like about someone or what yeah. you don't. Yeah. But then do you know how like traumatic and hard it is to get out of something you don't like anymore? Mm-hmm. And then the other person or you, if they get out of it with you, feel like you're a fail. Like there was just so much that were like, you can barely remember to like wear your retainer right now. Yeah. <laughs> like how are we going to? Yeah. Let's just you know focus on the main Yikes. things. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just. Also something too that I think high school girls need to like investing in friendships is just so much better like friendships are hard enough but the thing is too like it's so funny having a 16 year old brother now because like (laughs) I love him he's he's the sweetest but like still I like think about like all the boys I thought were cute when I was like 16 and I'm like ew guys are so gross and like (laughs) too like ladies for teenage daughters like Boys treat you differently when they like you because you're super cute. You're a queen. You need to know that. Queen. And like, you don't need, <laughs> yes. you don't, this whole you don't thing need that they're mean to you when they like you. No. And like, no, no. So I think too, it's really important for like young girls, like see how he treats his friends. See how he treats the people who do nothing for him. The not cute girls. Who's he talking to? Who's he hanging <gasps> oh, out with? Like, just made me think of something. okay, do you want to say it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, and I get it and I think Kennedy gets it, but. She just said something that is, look how they treat their friends and other girls. I don't know what it is that is so alluring to the about the bad boy. Mm-hmm. But trust me, dating the bad boy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it is not fun. He will yeah. treat you nice when he's trying to get you. And as soon as he's got you, <laughs> it sucks. It's not worth it. It's not fun how guys treat their friends 
whether it's joking or not joking, matters so much. And it matters how they treat other girls and their mom. And even then, it's that somebody said, like, oh, how they treat their mom. Some guys love their mom and treat girls crappy still. So it's not even just that. It needs to be how they treat everybody, how they are, how they talk about people. You have this one story about that guy. Sorry, I'm sharing. It's okay. It's okay. Like, oh God. You have that story Whoa. about that guy who, when you guys were together, he would make comments about other girls' bodies and oh, what they would wear. Oh, my gosh. And Kennedy said that was one of the first things when she knew. She was like, he is not the guy. He went bye-bye real quick. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Gotta go. that, like, you don't want somebody like that. Like, if that's how they talk to you about other people you bet like you best be sure they're talking about their main girl Dude, these girls right now they're gonna steal our I have a lot of should, we should do out. a dating one let me just say <laughs> it'd be great and i think too something else um just because like obviously like i don't think not everyone should date people are gonna do it i don't think it's like the most terrible thing i just think no. boundaries and honest conversations yeah. are so important and another thing too with guys is and, and girls, too. People, when they first like you, like, they're going to do everything they can to, like, hide every little thing. So something I've kind of, like— That's bad. —seen is, well, clear. yes, and you shouldn't. But, every you know, you're trying to be perfect. Like, oh, my God, I like you so much. But, like, <laughs> so, like, the little things, like, again, like, paying attention to the little things in the beginning. Because, remember, like, they're hiding it. So, like, the things that seep out are, like, bigger things. And it's not, like, be super critical and, like, judgmental. Like, love people. But, like, you can love homeboy from a distance. Be like, okay, yeah. platonically, bye And bye. taking your time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's super easy to jump in when all the feelings are there and yeah. you, know, you can't of, make your One of the things about them that. even dating now, and I don't know what this will always look like, but <laughs> for now, like having a conversation with Matt. And I tell the girls, like, it's not about the actual conversation with Matt. It's about the willingness to face a hard conversation because you mean that yeah, much to them. Totally. Um, and and it, it is. It's just like who you choose to spend your life with is after your like salvation, the biggest decision that you're going to make. Yep. And if someone won't have a conversation with your dad because they're afraid, and Matt's had a couple Bye. of these op- awkward conversations where these, I'm sorry, boys dad. Are, these boys are across the table and they can't, they're fidgety. But you know what? That is such good character development for these boys to like have a real conversation and face their fear in it because these girls mean something to them. Yes. It's, it's not about the conversation with Matt. No. It's about the character of the kid. Yeah, totally. One last thing. <laughs> Whoa. If a yes. boy won't meet your family or your parents, He's that's sketchy. a no-go. And two, if he ever picks you up, he needs to come to the come door. Come to the door. Learned that real quick. Wow. My dad gave this one guy that I dated like the lecture of a lifetime because he texted me and waited in the park in the yeah. driveway and my dad walked out there and had him roll down the window and said, if you ever pick up my daughter. And these were just friends. This wasn't a guy I was dating. These oh. were two of my friends that were guys that came to pick me up to go hang out. And he said, you will Whoa. walk to the door when you Whoa, yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, you will. But I will also say, my dad, like, just it's so scary. So, like, anyone, like, it's props eyes. to you, you know? Oh, yeah, I guess he, I said chill. You That's said scary. scary. It's both. <laughs> it's a combination. Well, so, someone does want to know. Baby blues. Someone's asking, talking about your dad. They say he's pretty hilarious on stage. <laughs> What's he like, you know? Yeah, if you think he's funny, you should have a conversation with us. <laughs> He just gets kidding. all his jokes from me. You know, it's fine. It's like, are you ever embarrassed by the stuff that he shares? Yes. <laughs> um, Kennedy. I'm just kidding. You're not, not kidding. Anymore. It's okay. Can I not anymore. confess like something funny? So one time I came to church late. This was like three years ago. And I ran in to try to like, so it's after they played the video at the Hunter Park campus. And then the lights were like coming on and he walked out. He doesn't know this is me. I've never told him this. But he, it was the last service. He was like, um... What was it, 11.45? Mm-hmm. Whatever the last service was, he was like, um, maybe, like, you need to get up 20 minutes earlier and, like, get your Starbucks so you're not running and sweating. And it was me. <laughs> it was me. And I was, like, mortified. I think I just, like, sat in the back and I was like, oh, this is so awkward. So That's That is like something not- people ask all of us. They're like, are you embarrassed? And sometimes, yeah, we are embarrassed. But I love no. it. But, it's so funny. But we're so used. Like, it really is. We're just used to it. And... I think we all, you guys can disagree if you feel that way, but we all just kind of get like, it is our real life. And and if it really helps somebody else go, oh, maybe our situation mm. isn't bad or my, whatever. It. It, it is. It's yeah. just. And if you don't like it, you don't have to come. So. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Eat on the Enneagram. So, there's that eight again. <laughs> no, I think I was embarrassed when I was younger, but I feel like my dad's done a pretty good job of asking. Well, he didn't used to. That was a conversation. <laughs> he's that he's trying to train he, himself. Yeah, he usually asks permission before 
he shares. And if he ever mentions he names does. without asking permission, we get money. So <laughs> I've never, but cool. I'm just like, thanks, Dad, for the life. I don't know. Yeah, but, but he does a pretty good job of not saying. Well, who, and here's what. the thing. For us, there was two. So it was like my daughter. There's a little bit yeah. of like a, a fun yeah. little Versus game. Ethan, it's Ethan, just him. He's it's... like, my son did this. And Ethan's just like dying yeah, that's in the how back this of Because he's like 16, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dude, Ethan so... loves it. The church that he's growing up in is so different than what yeah. we. Yeah, it is. We've grown up in. Yeah. we Sandals was at Cal Baptist. And I used to like run under the bleachers. Like that was my playground. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and now I go to school there and it's I have these weird flashbacks. And people oh, are like, yeah. are you okay? And I'm like, I don't, where am I? Like running <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you were, you've grown up in a in a spotlight, so to speak, and for a lot of people looking on, they're curious about how church is part of your life, God, this whole spiritual aspect of things. It's just it's kind of just a part of of who you are, but how what does it look like for you to choose God for yourself, not because your parents wanted you to or were praying that you would? But you yourself said, I'm choosing to follow God. I, I love him. I have my own relationship with him. Um, what you guys don't see is they look at each other and they smile and then someone goes. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm like, I don't want to talk over, you know. Um, I would say. Hmm. I don't know. It's just the most important question. No pressure. I know. I know, Mom, I know. I'm just I'm kidding. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, I'll go. Yeah, I can. Okay, okay, I'll go. Um, you know, I think, again, I think oh, there's so much pressure in a lot of churches, unfortunately, for pastors' kids to be like, you ha- like have it all together, be perfect. And I, you know, I'm not going to lie. We experience that all the time from people who aren't our family, but that was never the case in our home, and it's the biggest blessing ever. And, you know, something like our parents, they always encouraged us to do the right thing and be good people and have good character. But when it came to our faith, you know— like it was never pushed. Like they realized like it has to like happen on your own and it has to be for yourself. And that was a really big thing. Our mom would be like, what do you choose? Like, who do you want to be? And I think um, like I started to take my faith seriously when I started high school. I remember being like 15 or 16 and I was like, yeah, these girls, like they're mean, like they suck. And every high school girl does like, you know, and I remember like have, being at this crossroad of like my character of being like, do I want to follow God or do I want to follow what everyone else was doing? Mm. And it changed who I was forever. And I'm still growing and learning things. But I think, you know, for me, I don't believe in Jesus because it's convenient. In fact, it's really hard sometimes to like with the pressure that comes from being in this position. Um, you know, like sometimes I'm like, it'd be easier to be like, well, whatever. But it's not like I've been at my lowest and I feel like like, my relationship with the Lord is the only thing that has, like, kept me sane and grounded mm. in, like, again, like, what you find your identity in. It's just, like, Jesus and who he's called me to be and created me to be. So I don't know if that's, like, answering yeah, the question awesome. right. But Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's what I, that was really good, Kennedy. <laughs> Thank oh, you. my gosh. Thank you for sharing with us all here. Um, I kind of forgot the question. Can you, like, shorten it? <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. I know. Learning, I'm sorry. Choosing to to love God for yourself, not okay. because your dad's a pastor it's beca- and because your parents planted a church and because it's what they want for you. Yeah. So I would say for, for me, um, my parents did a really good job of showing what it, it looked like, but it didn't become real for me until I was, yeah, uh, in high school, later in high school. And I think that was a situation where well, I was in a really bad situation. And then the people that really saved me from that um, what were my parents. And in that, that was the first time that I was, I really saw God mm. being like, oh, you, you've blessed them so much. And in turn, it's blessed me. And so um, I think my parents did a really good job of that. I have this very distinct memory of when Sandals was at CBU and I think I was in third grade and we used to have Pipeline now, Sandals Kids in Wallace Theater. And I remember they used to make us do Bible memory verses. I don't know if they still do that. But on Sundays they would like every Sunday they'd give you a verse and then the next week they would randomly call on well, you could volunteer or they'd randomly call on people to come on stage and say it. And I remember this one week I got called on, even though I didn't raise my hand and I said out loud in front of everybody, like, oh I don't know the verse and that um, volunteer called me out in front of everyone saying to me, 
oh, you're the pastor's kids. Like, you need to know this. I expect more of you. Mm. But com- not joking, completely serious. And I remember being so mortified and going home that day and being so sad and um, talking to my dad. And I think you were there too, mom. But uh, my dad said something along the lines of, um, you don't need to fall to the pressures of anybody else. You need to be who your mom and I want you to be and who Jesus wants you to be. And anything anybody else says doesn't matter. And that was the one, like I only needed to hear it once. And from there on, I didn't feel like it was forced upon me or pressured. Like I loved going to church, you know? I mean, some days were longer than most, but um, Mm -hmm. I feel like they did a good job of making sure that we understood that we needed to care about what they thought and what God thought. Yeah. If God, if God mattered to us, which it, it def, he definitely does and did, and so, and I think too, you know, the gospel it, it frees us from having to be perfect. Yeah, like it's the most, it's the easiest, most free thing. Like, and I'm just like, like of course I'm gonna follow Jesus. Like, of course, like, because everyone else is gonna be critical and judge you, and you're never enough. But God's like, none of that matters. Like, you're enough because I love you, mm-hmm. and that that has been the most powerful thing in my life like that whole idea of because like I feel the pressure I I'm like I, I don't, don't want to suck I, I yeah. I'm the type of person where I I carry on a lot and I I care a lot so it's mm. yeah okay yeah, four that's where I'm different. a final four yeah <laughs> I don't care emo. what's been interesting is to watch these girls you know Kennedy's almost 21 Madison's 22 um they are working out their faith on their own now which is such an interesting thing for Matt and I to watch of just they're developing their own spiritual disciplines at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do still are like, you need to be in church Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of a deal. Um, That's a pretty, you know, big non-negotiable for right now. They could fight us on that. They choose not to. But again, that's years and years and years of us saying, this is what matters most. Yeah. Um, They knew that sports didn't matter more than church. They knew that. And so now they're figuring out and like, we don't all go to the same campus, Mm -hmm. you know, that we don't all go to the same service, but everybody. And so just giving them like, we want you in church. You can choose which campus, which time, which group we want you to serve. And it's not because we're Matt and Tammy Brown, the pastor of Santa's church. It's because that's what you do at the church Mm -hmm. when you're in church. Mm -hmm. One day, if you move away and you don't go to Sandals anymore, you need to be in church. You need to serve. Yeah. It's not telling them something to do because it's our job. It's because this is what we believe is what's good, right, yeah. and true and best for your life. Mm. And so they, you know, we're watching each of them figure out what does it look like for me to re- read my Bible when and how and that kind of a thing. And so because at this point, they really do need to figure that out for themselves. Yep. They can't. All of us, myself included, like Matt's knowledge of the Bible that isn't saving me. Right. You, you know, it's not helping me in my darkest times inside my head and my heart. It's not like that at the end of the day does none of us any good. Yeah. The only thing that's good that that is good for us is our own our own personal relationship with God yeah. and our own discipline to be in the Bible and our own knowing what God's word says when every other voice in the world is shouting something different for us. Yeah. Um, and I think so you guys yeah. modeled that super well for us. Of Even when we went on vacation when we were kids, we found a church to go to on Sunday, even if we were out of town or when dad didn't preach, we went to, like he still goes to church. And so, because mm. we do love I think you guys church and want to yeah. hear it. So yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well, I know we didn't get to all of the questions that you guys sent in, but um, I hope that you follow us on Instagram, follow Cultivate Women, follow Melody Workman, follow Tammy Brown. This isn't a plug for us. But Tammy will have more information about how you can, we can continue the conversation after today. But thank you guys for sending in questions. And Madison and Kennedy, thank you guys for Yeah, you guys. They, awesome. they did this as a big favor to me. I hope. So Happy I'm Mother's super Day, grateful Tim. for you we guys okay. for being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, before we, before we sign off though, um, I love that we've got some young adults in the room because our next cultivate event is an event for all women, including young adults. So Friday, May 31st, Lisa Bevere is going to be here at our Hunter Park campus. Um, and that's for girls seven through 12th. It's for women, you know, kind of moving on with their life. (laughs) But for you young adult women, especially we have carved out Saturday night, June 1st, just for you at our Palm Avenue campus if you're between the ages of 18 and 30. 
We want you to attend that night. Lisa has a special word for you in this season of life. She's raised her own sons to, who've just gotten married. Um, she's very familiar with what 20-somethings are, are going mm-hmm. through and facing. Um, and so Tammy and I are going to be at both. There's going to be great Cultivate Merch at both. There's going to be fun stuff at Food, both, yeah. great worship. You guys have both met Lisa. What's a really quick thing you would say of why you think <sighs> girls your age should be at this? Because she is a wise woman. Yeah. Everything she says, I'm just like, yes, you're right. Like, I don't know. I'm empowered. I'm like, I'm going to go out there yeah, into the world. She's, she's empowering. <laughs> she makes you feel like you don't you don't have to be anything other than yeah, very what God, who God has created you to be. And she's, she's not somebody who, too, just spews information at you. She like gives you an action plan. She tells you how to get there. And, and if her thing doesn't work, then she, she, she makes it very clear that, um, it's necessary. And she just is truthful. She's just honest. And Mm -hmm. I think we just live in a world where honesty and truth is not valued. Mm. Well, it's, that's funny you say that because her book adamant is truth in the universe of opinions. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. And (laughs) in this day and age where people are saying that that's, this is my truth. This is my truth. Well, my truth is going to beat your truth. <laughs> then what's going to happen? Um, it's really good to know what absolute truth is yeah. and why it matters. Um, so we hope you guys will be there. Cultivate.sc slash events. You can still register. There's childcare available for a small fee at our Friday night event here at Hunter Park, which you can register for as well. And we will have a special Cultivate podcast episode with... Mm-hmm. With Lisa Bevere. With Lisa She'll be Bevere. sitting in that seat right there. That's girls. right. Oh so you don't want to miss that either. It's going to be awesome. I'm warming girls. it up for you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Can I come in like what? You guys were awesome. <laughs> yeah, you guys did a really good job. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Share with your friends. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.